When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from pitchables.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 19th. And yes, of course, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No? Get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Nick Pavetta yesterday, nine innings pitch, one earned run, two its zero walks and eight strikeouts as he went the complete game against the Astros. Insane. I wow. Okay. Um, Pavetta did this with well-commanded four seamers up and had sliders and curveballs for strikes for the most part. I mean, good on him. I did the video today, uh, on YouTube about him. If you want to check that one out, that'll be out later today. But yeah, I mean, Nick Pavetta, I don't think that this is necessarily something that is going to stick as the consistency has always been the issue for him. Um, he's only allowed two in runs though across his last three starts. If you want to Vargas roll this against the White Sox who are bad against right-handers, by all means, I think this is not going to be something that lasts through the season though. Zach Wheeler had another start on his Aces Gonna Ace campaign. A 7-8-0 in runs, 4 hits, 0 walks, and 9 strikeouts. King Cole exactly 36% with Garrett Cole, who also had a 36% across 97 pitches. Kind of cool. Anyway, he was at 96 miles per hour, which is totally fine with us. Slider and fastball each got whiffs. All good here. Uh, you know, the Padres are not a good team against right-handers, though. So it's going to be against Atlanta and the Mets. And if he does well in both of those, then yes, he will get his AGA label. Drew Rasmussen, seven strikeouts and 20 whiffs yesterday in five innings and zero runs against the Tigers. He finally did the thing again. Sliders and cutters for whiffs. It's amazing. I don't know how often we're going to see it, though. This is like, what, twice in six starts he's done it? You know, he had like four starts in between that weren't that. Uh, Yeah, I guess you just keep rostering him and hope for the best here. Five innings is seemingly what Rasmussen does, what the Rays will let him do, so... He's still going to be a good ratio play. I don't think you're going to expect seven strikeouts every time, though. Marco Gonzalez is a Vargas rule. He did this against the Jays. Six innings, one and run. I mean, what? You just keep Vargas ruling him, especially with the athletics next. Max Scherzer left yesterday's game with side soreness. He felt as if he threw another pitch, he'd make it a major injury. He says it's a minor one. They're going to do imaging today. We'll find out more. It stinks. I hope he's okay. Will Crow opened for Mitch Keller, who did 55 pitches and 2.2 frames. We're not going to do this. Jordan Lyles went against the Yankees and survived with eight strikeouts, two runs in seven innings. And his slider and curveball were not the thing. It was the fastball. He had 49% CSW between sinkers and four seamers. What? What? That, that's just so strange. I think it's still just kind of a coin flip if Lyles does well. On a given night. Garrett Cole Ace is going to ace 200 runs in 7 innings and 5Ks. Awesome. I want to see the old slider. His cutter, this new cutter is looking good. But I want to see the old slider. And we haven't really seen that yet. But still, whatever. Who cares? Uh, Dane Dunning uh, had better command against the Angels than he did last time out. And that's nice. I don't know how sticky his sinker called strikes are. As he had 14 on 46 sinkers in this one. I uh, But this is okay. I don't think I'm going to start him again the, versus the, the Angels, though. I think it's... Yeah, it's not, it's not quite really that believable to me with Dane Dunning. But maybe I'm just being a curmudgeon and ignoring the fact that he's done well. I believe in four of his last five starts now. Uh, Shoei Otani against the Rangers on the other side of that 7Ks and two and runs in six innings. Yep, he's really good. He's throwing harder, but don't really I uh, wait that because he always could do that. He was just throwing softer to preserve himself through the year. 
kind of interesting to see him actually push himself on this one. I wonder, I mean, that seems like a good indication, but I kind of don't want him to do it because I want him to stay healthy. Sonny Gray did well against the Athletics, more at 11, but uh, he actually didn't do it with his breakers, which is really annoying. He gets Detroit next, which I think is fine, but this is not prime Sonny Gray yet until we see whiffs on his breaking balls as they went two for 31 on whiffs in this one combined. That's not good. Zach Greinke went against the White Sox, acted like a Toby. We gave you a bad whip, but... Uh, eight base runners in 5.2 innings with two and runs, 4Ks. It worked. You know, I'd rather go with, uh, as I mentioned, it's the round of Chase Silseth or Axe Fiedo or Jacob Junis instead for the weekend streams. And we'll talk about those at the end of the podcast. But yeah, if you want to really just stick with Granky, by all means, whatever do you do you. Kevin Gaussman is an ace and he only had th- five whiffs on a splitter yesterday, which is abnormal. But he still survived two in- turn runs in five innings, right? Eight base runners, sure. On a bad night for this to be the bad night in 3Ks, it's fine with me. Walker Buehler finally got some fastball whiffs as he got the Dimebacks again. Five innings, two and runs, six hits, two walks, four Ks. Not the dominance that you really want against the Snacks, but uh, six whiffs on his four-seamer is good. That's that's the kind of the sign that I'm looking for a bit. And yeah, he had a good cutter and a curve. Uh, it might be the sign of Buehler coming around. We'll see. I'm curious. Uh, Lucas Giolito came back from the COVID IL. Five innings, two and runs. A lot of guys did this and been bad whip. <laughs> seven hits, two walks. 7Ks, he was only at 92.8, and I want to see 93.8, or really like 94 miles per hour. Uh, but whatever, We're, everything is fine. This is his first start back. Jordan Hicks against the Mets, four innings, two and runs, three hits, three walks, five Ks. I really wouldn't be going after Hicks. Uh, Logan Webb in cores did not suffer the same fate as Alex Squared, and went seven innings, three and runs, four hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. Sure, feel fine about this. I don't think that Logan Webb is an SP1. Debatable SP2. But he should be just good for you and get lots of innings and volume and all that fun stuff through the year. Josiah Gray against the Marlins went six innings, three and runs, six at zero walks and seven Ks. Honestly, if you started him, you'll take a PQS with seven strikeouts, right? And a good whip. That's cool with me. 15 out of 45 whiffs on the slider in this one alone. Um, and the four seam and curveball were just taking a back seat. Uh, Josiah Gray is a cherry bomb and not really one that I believe in yet because it just has been weird start to start. So be careful with this. I'm glad it worked out against Miami, though, uh, even though the ERA was a 4.5. Max Free got a very poor quality start. Six innings, three and runs, seven hits, two walks, six Ks against Milwaukee. Whatever. It's Max Free. He's never really going to kill you, and he's going to have more good starts than bad. So just keep starting him. Cal Freeland hosted the Giants. Got Also got a very poor quality start. And eight strikeouts. Now he goes to PNC Park against the Pirates? Yeah? I think I'm okay with that as a streamer. Uh, Drew Smiley, I don't care about. Luis Garcia, uh, not what you wanted to see. His fastball velocity was down to 94 and 795, and the cutter wasn't as great as it needs to be. That's why he allowed three and runs in four innings. Just keep starting Luis Garcia. Uh, Blake Snell came back from the IL and won against the Phillies, and he threw eight changeups, and that, they weren't that great. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. I wish he threw four, fewer than them. He had a 44% CSW on a slider. That's cool. And the slider, though, sorry, the fastball, only 53% strikes. That needs to be above 60% minimum for Snell to do well because we just want him pounding the zone. We want him to be like a 70% strike man on the fastball and then get a ton of whiffs on the slider, right? I want the whole Robbie Ray, Kevin Gaussman almost thing. So, not it, but this was the first start back, and hopefully he does adjust. Pablo Lopez, of course, because they gave him an ace is going to ace label, did not do well. Only 8% CSW on his changeup is just so abnormal. But normally when we see that kind of stuff, it returns a massive disappointment. And three innings of 300 runs is not that terrible. So be happy that it was only this bad. And uh, he'll recover next time. He always does. 
Eduardo Rodriguez left this game early with side uh, with a side injury after only getting one out in 23 pitches. It stinks. Poor, poor guy. Uh, he just cannot catch a break this season. Seriously, with a tough schedule now. This Corn Burns that earned a gallows pull with 20 whiffs. He allowed two home runs, so it was four in runs, but everything is fine here with Corbin Burns. Zach Davies, no thank you. And Dalton Jeffries, hopefully will be a future to- Toby. But he wasn't against the, the Twins. The Twins actually are a good offense, so... I uh, yeah, that's why this was four innings of six and runs. But later on, he will be a Toby and someone to stream and consider doing that. And now we're going to look at today, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday uh, as tomorrow is two star pitchers. So hopefully you find this helpful. I have two days, of course, mapped out as rankings and then Saturday and Sunday are going to be very loose as normally is tradition. Chris Bassett, Gallon, and Darvish all auto starts today. Montgomery, Valdez, Quantrill, Molly and Stroman are all probably start today. I'm in that order. Hopefully, Stroma is good against the Diamondbacks after the COVID IL. Um, and we have Quantrill and Molly going today because it was a rain out yesterday. So make sure that they are in your lineups going against each other. Uh, questionable starts here is Kyle Gibson, uh, George Kirby, Rich Hill, Zimmerman, and Hudson. Rich Hill turns into the streamer of the day against the Mariners. I, I don't really like that. But he has gone six and five innings last two starts. So maybe this does work against the Mariners. While Gibson gets the Padres, and the Padres are not good against right-handers. So that's cool. George Kirby against the Red Sox is kind of tough because... Red Sox can be good, and George Kirby doesn't get a lot of whistles with the secondary stuff, but the fastball is that good, and the slider is effective, so that should be okay. Bruce Zimmerman gets the Yankees. Ugh, that's rough, but it's a coin flip he's done before against them, and he has a good slider and changeup that could really blossom in more time. And Dakota Hudson, you never know what this is. Are the ground balls going to find gloves or not against the Mets? And the do not starts here. I'm not going for Vince Velasquez against the Royals. I know he has done okay, but... It's still just Vince Velasquez, so I'm just not doing it. Too risky for me. Glenn Otto against Astros, obviously not. And Carlos Hernandez is an absolute atrocity right now, unfortunately. And uh, you don't want to do that against the White Sox. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the top tier is kind of weird. Tarek Skubal, Robbie Ray, Nestor Cortez Jr., Eric Lauer, and Charlie Moore. There's no de facto number one. Nestor Cortez Jr. just did it against the White Sox. But they're traditionally better against lefties. And I don't know if that's going to be exactly the same stellar performance again. Well, Tarek Skubal has just been great, and the Guardians are not. So, there you go. Robbie Ray did the thing we were looking for last time with over 94 mile per hour velocity, good command, good pitch separation, tons of whiffs, 27 whiffs last time. But he gets Boston, and he left five runs last time. So, I understand if you don't want him as a number one. So, put him at number two, but you should feel really good about that. And Charlie Morton uh, did better last time. I think he's going to keep, that's actually two, two starts in a row that he's done well, really good last time. Hopefully that does continue against Miami. Well, Eric Lauer against the Nationals seems pretty obvious. Um, the probably starts here. Imagine Julio Urias is giving some people some fits. He goes against Philly. It seems kind of dangerous. I think you're fine. I think he's good enough uh, across the board right now that he should be fine there. Sean Manaya and Trevor Rogers also get bad matchups with Manaya going into uh, San Francisco and Trevor Rogers going against Atlanta. Atlanta actually has been under a W uh, 100 WRC plus this year, which is kind of startling. But I think you start both of those. Wainwright and Ryu get wonderful matchups, and you just start them there. And actually, we get a good streamer today in Chase Silseth against Oakland. He did well in his debut last week. I think he can be better considering you have jitters in your first start. Maybe the velocity isn't quite as there because he had adrenaline running last time. But maybe that means he doesn't wear off as much as the start goes on. While the splitter could probably go more than six whiffs than it did. And it could be pretty dang good. So I am starting him wherever I can. I could also very heavily consider in the questionable start tier of Jacob Junis against the Padres. The Padres, again, not good against right-handers. Jacob Junis has done a good solid five innings a lot lately. So consider him as well. Christian Javier against the Rangers. 
Uh, just allowed 700 runs versus the Nationals, but it's the Rangers, and it's Chris Navier. I think you're okay, but it's questionable. Same with Cal Hendricks against the, the Diamondbacks. He's a cherry bomb. You don't know if you're going to have his uh, command. Now, the last four are all Tobies or on Vargas rules, or it's just they all have bad matchups, okay? Paul Blackburn and Martin Perez are definitely on Vargas rules. Blackburn gets the Angels, not fun. Martin Perez against the Astros, but he's just done well for five starts with with tough opponents. You just got to lean on that command and, and believe in it. I mean, Nick Pavet just went nine innings against the Astros. Um, and then you have Luis Castillo at the Jays, which seems obviously not a start, but he's gotten two starts now um, of getting his rust shaken off. And over time, Luis Castillo's stock should rise, right? That's the expectation. How far will it rise to combat the Jays who actually are an average offense thus far this year? It's it's very, very strange. So I think this is a coin flip. We'll see how that goes. And then there's Carlos Carrasco, who everyone has been yelling at me about being undervaluing him. Well, he goes to Coors. So yeah, good luck. If you want to do that one, by all means, I do not. Uh, but that is the end of questionable start tier. Do not start tier. Starts with Humberto Cassianos. If you're in a deep league, maybe you can do that against the Cubs. Maybe. He has done okay against bad offenses lately. Ranger Suarez is going against the Dodgers. That's a do not start, but maybe he's all right. Maybe he gets his change up back for this one. He hasn't had the last two successful outings, so I'm not I'm not loving any of this. Uh, Herman Marquez, whatever you want. Daniel Lynch, maybe he gets his fastball slider working again um, versus a tough Twins team. Aaron Savali's cutter and curveball are being used more. He hasn't quite had that, that great start because of it. But maybe the Tigers let him do that. And I think over time, it will benefit him. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough against the Orioles, no thanks. Zach Thompson against the Cardinals, no thanks. Michael Walker returning back from the IL, I don't want to do that. Tyler Wells, Devin Smeltzer, Eric Fede, and Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, get out of here. All right, looking forward now to the weekend. We're going to do this based on each day. I'll go down by team. So we're going to start with Kyle Bradish against the Rays. That is a questionable start. Garrett Whitlock against the Mariners, questionable start, because I just don't know what we're going to see from him. Maybe you could say it's an end of probable, but I'd say top of questionable. Uh, Luis Severino against the White Sox is an auto start. Jeffrey Springs against Baltimore. Oh, that's the bottom of of the questionable start tier. He hasn't got five innings yet, but it's Baltimore, and he has decent stuff. Alcmano against the Reds. Oh my God, that might be the number one. We'll see who else we get. Uh, we also get uh, Michael Kopech against the Yankees. That is a questionable, questionable start. He really labored through those six innings last time. I mean, it was really a laborious second inning and then cruised, but that's uh, tough. Um, Shane Bieber against Detroit is a auto start. You have Alex Fajardo against the Guardians. That's honestly the bottom, for me, of probable start because that's a really nice stream. His slider is excellent and he's got a ton of whiffs and the Guardians are not good. Brad Keller, uh, so yeah, I like it as Silseth, Fajardo, and Judas in that order. Um, Brad Keller against the Twins as a do not start because it is the Twins, I think. Yeah. Um, Joe Ryan against the Royals is an auto start. Verlander against Texas, auto start. Mike Lorenzen against the Athletics is in the top of, or is there in probable start above Fiedo. I am above Silseth. I uh, Frankie Montas is an auto start against the Angels. Flexen is a do not start against the Red Sox, John Gray, do not start against the Astros. Eh, bottom of questionable. He had a ton of whiffs last time, 11 whiffs on that slider. Yeah, all right, bottom of questionable. Kyle Wright, Miami. Uh, yeah, that is an auto start. Eliezer Hernandez, other side of that, do not start. David Peterson and Coors, do not start. Aaron Nola is going against the Dodgers because, of course, he is again. That is the uh, top of probable start. Uh, Patrick Corbin against the Brewers, no thanks. Justin Steele is off of what? 10 strikeouts, was it? I don't know. 
end of questionable start against the Diamondbacks. Whatever. Hunter Green against the Jays. No, top of do not start. Um, I just don't want to do that. I Brandon Woodruff against the Nationals. You want to start that, of course. Quintana against the Cardinals. Bottom of a questionable start because it's the Vargas rule up to three starts now. Yohan Aviedo is not so bad. I, I've been intrigued about him for a while, but we'll see where he is going against the Pirates. Oh, man, I can see someone being really desperate doing this, but I can imagine him throwing like 67 pitches over four innings. So, no, this is do not start. Uh, Madison Bumgarner against the Cubs is a questionable start. He's a Toby against a good, uh, against a weak offense. Top of it, uh, Austin Gomber hosting the Mets. Nah, do not start. Mitch White is starting for the Dodgers. Oh, man, but it's against the Phillies. Do not start. Uh, you get Joe Musgrove against the Giants. Auto start and Rodon auto start against the Padres. And lastly, on on Sunday, you have Spencer Watkins against the Rays. No, thank you. Nathan Nivaldi against the Mariners. Yeah, that's going to be a top of probable start, um, despite the five earned runs or five home runs he allowed in one inning. Uh, Jameson Tino against the White Sox. Probable start. They're bad against righties. Corey Kluber against the Orioles is going to be top of questionable start. Kikuchi against the Reds. I'd say bottom of probable start. I really dig that outing. Um, he's looked, I mean, he has been better. I don't think he's doing that great. We watched some of it this morning on Twitch, but yeah, you, you, you roll with this. Johnny Quaid against the Yankees is a do not start, despite how good he was in his debut for the team. Uh, Tristan McKenzie against the Tigers, probable start. Bo Brisky, no thank you against the Guardians. Man, that's the top of do not start. There's something there that could work, but yeah, you don't want to do it. Jonathan Easley, no thanks against the Twins. Bailey Ober returning from the IL is cool. I I need to look at this very quickly. What? How how long has he been going in his rehab starts? Well, he went five innings and got kind of demolished. But seven strikeouts, zero walks. He let a home run, four and runs. Uh, bottom of questionable start. Bottom of questionable start. Five innings is encouraging also are the strikeouts. Good to see him back. Um, Jose Arquiti against the Rangers, uh, questionable start. He's not looked good with his stuff, but is the Rangers. Patrick Sandoval against the Athletics is an auto start. Cole Irvin returning back from the IL is cool. He is a Toby at best, but it's the Angels, no thanks. Logan Gilbert against the Red Sox, probable start. Taylor Hearn, uh, do not start against the Astros. Ian Anderson is a probable start against the Marlins. Seda Kantara against the, uh, against Atlanta is an auto start. Tywin Walker and Coors, no thanks. Um, same with Zach Eflin against the Dodgers. No thanks. Aaron Sanchez, no thanks. Wayne Miley against the Diamondbacks, I'd say, is the bottom of probable start. That's a really nice stream. Uh, after just doing his thing last time against the Pirates, he can do it again versus the Diamondbacks. Connor Overton is kind of a Vargas rule, but no. The 20, 2001 pounder, do not start him against the Jays. Uh, Freddie Peralta, auto against the Nationals. Bryce Wilson against the Cardinals. No thanks. Uh, Miles Michaelis against the Pirates, honestly, is an auto start. Uh, Merrill Kelly against the Cubs is top of probable start. Chad Cool against the Mets at home? No. Unless you're really chasing strikeouts, but no, that's do not start. Tony Gonsolin against the Phillies is um, top of questionable start. Uh, I don't really buy what he's doing. I think some people want him in probable start, but no, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Mike Clevenger against the Giants, I would say, is a bottom of probable start. And Alex Wood against the Padres is in. He's a lefty. Uh, I'll say top of questionable because the Padres are good against lefties and Alex Wood hasn't been pristine. But alright, that is going to do it for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Good luck this weekend. Go get your wins. Go get your streamers. Go plan it out. You got this, y'all. But that's going to do it. My name is Nick Pollock and may your babips be low and your strikeouts high.